Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. How's it going? Welcome back to the podcast. Woohoo! You ready for some bonus content? Yeah, I'm always down for some subcon. Supplementary content? Yes. Yeah. You keep saying subcon, and I don't know if anybody knows what that's short for. Have we only called it that in private? Yes. Have we never called it that in anything? No. Oh. Nope. Oops. Well, either way, we're here. We're talking about Florence and the Machine once again. In the episode we did on their album, How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful, we talked about how maybe it was not the best choice to pick, but the one I went with because I thought it would be the most listener-friendly to a first-time listener. Mm. Wasn't my favorite. And uh, I talked about how High as Hope was my favorite. One of the, I think I called it the best pieces of audio media I've heard recently. Yeah, totally. Our episode on Florence and the Machines, How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful, came out in January of 2024. It was episode 130. And just as a refresher, I mean, Connor, you gave it a nine. I did. Give it a big old fat nine. Yeah, what was your unit? It was nine. It was nine. It's been so recent. It was was nine. 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 Peakish intracorus valleys. What? (laughs) Peakish intracorus valleys. Because we said some songs on the album had tendencies to be a peak some songs had a tendency to be a valley but the intra chorus was always really good the space from chorus to chorus she did a good job oh yes yes that's right so i sent you on a mission to go listen to highest hope you sure did and report back and we would talk about it and see what you like better what you like worse and ultimately whether i made the right choice in what album to bring you and that's what we're doing here that is yes on the backtracks spin it backtracks the very first one Starting the year off strong with a brand new type of content. I have a whole list of albums that we could backtrack. Just the ones that you've mentioned. Oh, I really thought between these two albums or whatever, it'd be really fun to to make this like a fun little mini series. I think it's a great series idea and it saves us from having to like do a repeat episode, Mm -hmm. right? You know, we don't have to do a whole other episode on an artist necessarily when we could do just a follow up to compare albums. Now, there's certain ones we definitely won't backtrack and we will do repeats on. There's certain ones that are going to get a repeat. Yeah. We're not backtracking all of our repeats. It's true. Like for example, I'm sure we're not going to backtrack the... The Beatles. We're going to do another Beatles album at some point in the history of this podcast. It's highly likely. Maybe we'll backtrack some Beatles albums that won't be episodes that we'll still do. I don't know. There's lots of options. Oh, that's true, though. I really like the name Backtracks. You came up with it, but I really like it. Thank you. I thought so, too, because, I mean, it's kind of threefold, right? First of all, we're going back to the tracks that we already talked about and comparing them to new tracks. Second of all... Yeah. Well, it's like a backtrack, right, is like a background track that, like, supports the main track, right? Like, maybe instruments or vocals, right? True, yeah. And so, like, this is a background supplemental content that is supporting the episode that we put out about that artist already that's true and you know there's the fun little play on words of you know did you pick correctly and this little episode here is gonna prove and back up your argument that you picked correctly the first time around or are you gonna have to backtrack and say that you should have picked the other one and admit my mistakes yeah yeah it's a great question and this is one i'm really curious about whether you lean the same way that i do and like highest hope better or whether how big how blue how beautiful was smart sure i gave how big how blue how beautiful a 92 but 
I scored Highest Hope even higher than that. Whoa! It's like in my top 20 of albums. That's impressive. It is. So, yeah, Highest Hope. You know, just it's not a full-fledged episode's worth of information, but just some context. It's the band's fourth album. It, it was their immediate follow-up to How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. Highest Hope came out in 2018, so roughly three years later than the album we actually talked about. And she got the album name from a poem that she wrote herself based on her experience in New York City. So weirdly enough, both High as Hope and How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful have names inspired by big American cities because she took the other name from the sky in Los Angeles. But the poem that she wrote was heady with pagan worship of water towers, fire escapes, ever reaching high as hope ominous honestly a very florence style poem and she said about the record you know she talked about highest hope and said there's loneliness in this record and there's issues and pain and things that i struggle with but the overriding feeling is that i have hope about them and that's what kind of brought me to this title i was gonna call it the end of love which i actually saw as a positive thing because it was the end of a needy kind of love it was the end of a love that comes from a place of lack it's about a love that's bigger and broader and that takes so much explaining it could sound a bit negative but i didn't really think of it that way but i'm glad she pivoted to highest hope it definitely sounds a little more uplifting a little more optimistic but i really love that she says there's loneliness in it because i feel like you can hear it in these tracks oh you can definitely hear it in these tracks there's something a lot more hollow to highest hope than there was on how big how blue how beautiful mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely yeah hollow is a good word to describe it it's got a different feel to it altogether yeah also different between how big how blue how beautiful and highest hope is that florence produced highest hope all by herself, with a little bit of help from Emil Haney. All by herself. Yeah, just a little bit. That is a very notable difference. We talked extensively on How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful about her producer, about how she works so much with Marcus Drobs to help create the orchestration for the album. And he was even the one that suggested she get away from water imagery. <laughs> I could tell that his, pres- his presence wasn't there, right? His, his presence was noticeably absent. I think. Yeah, or was his absence notably present? Oh, whichever one of those is correct. I think, you know, <laughs> either way, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> so I had a couple questions that I just wanted to run by you. We could discuss and talk about. Okay. Because as you listen to Highest Hope, I wonder, first of all, how it compares instrumentally and lyrically to How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. I mean, we already talked about the more hollow and lonely sound of it. Mm-hmm. This one just feels a little more fragile to me, a little more delicate. Whereas I think How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful kind of asserts itself and makes its presence very known and unmistakable. Highest Hope tends to not do that. Lyrically, I was intrigued. Yeah? Instrumentally, I was satisfied. Satisfied's good. That means you didn't leave hungry. We all have a hunger. (laughs) But it was very different. Yeah. It's a different kind of satisfaction. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't one, I think, with a bunch of tracks that you're going to sing along with. No. You know, you're not sitting here with the queen of peace. You're kind of just sitting here, like, wallowing in it. You're just soaking it in. Yes. You have to be a much more passive participant. You got to be a sponge. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Did it, I mean, meet your expectations after knowing the last Florence in the Machine album? Was it like, I mean, if you're satisfied, you must have had some expectations. Well, you had told me that this one was different. 
And the fact that you said that how big, how blue, how beautiful was what you thought was an easier introduction to Florence and the Machine. I expected this one to be not as easy as a listen. Oh, no, I don't think it's much more difficult of a listen, per se. Eh, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. And I think it is because of the not singability, right? Mm. I think an easy listening album is one that's also easy to sing along to by nature okay that's fair and so again because i had to kind of just sit there and really focus on this album to absorb it and really get the most out of it makes it harder for somebody who's just getting into them yeah that's true and that's exactly kind of what my thought process was too as i was gearing up for the episode i was like i love this album i think this album is i mean like a masterpiece of of songwriting and emotional songwriting but i definitely definitely wanted it to be one that you remembered yep yep. i don't know if on one first impression of florence and the machine highest hope is necessarily that album what do you think she does differently on this album as opposed to the last one anything that's like standing out aside from instruments and lyrics like anything i mean we already talked about the hollowness to her sound that echoing loneliness. Yeah. A lot of the songs seem a little more melancholy as well. Yeah. And even the songs that get a little bit more upbeat, something like Hunger or like uh-huh. just the works, you know, those still have this weird distance to them. Yeah. I definitely think Hunger is like the standout track, though. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the song that can that breaches the album. Mm, it's got it reaches escape velocity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's able to go into the atmosphere, the Florence and the Machine atmosphere. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, maybe Hunger, but do you think any of these songs could have been on How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful? you think there's crossover potential? Not really. I kind of agree. I, I mean, it could, but I don't think it would work as well. Like, I don't know what I would swap it with. Yeah. I don't think it is a better fit than any of the songs that are already on that album. True. That's a good point. Did you have, aside from, I guess, Hunger, apparently, do you have any other favorite songs or moments that you remember a lot? Yeah. I liked Grace. Which surprised me. Looking mm-hmm. at the Spotify plays, I figured it was going to be a lower tier song. Yeah, Grace gets really big. Grace gets really big. But yeah, 100 Years has good drums. Mm-hmm. I really like the end of Love. Yeah, I was about to say the end of Love would have probably been... Oh, I think those four would probably make the four that stood out the most to me. Okay. I think there's a lot of... Each song kind of has its one hook that I remember really, really well. Okay. You know, Big God has that really deep vocal to it, like the piano keeps that one weighted down that one's cool hunger just the lyrics uh like at 17 i started to starve myself because i thought love was a kind of emptiness it just cuts like a knife yeah hold on to each other is unforgettable i think there's so much to love on highest hope and so much gold buried in there in them their hills (laughs) but you know i think that brings us to the ultimate question did i make the right choice Where's your preference land? Was How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful the one we should have done for the episode? Or could you have scored higher than, I mean, even a nine? Oh, it wasn't scoring higher than a nine. Calm down there. (laughs) Maybe higher in the nines then. I think this album is the backtrack this week, not you. Hey. I think I like How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful better. Wow. Okay, so I made the right pick. You made the right pick. We should not have backtracked. We did it right. Yep. That's good. That's a relief. That feels very vindicating. I like this little segment. Uh-huh. I like this mini series. Yeah. I don't know. I think I like the bigger, less lonely, hollow sound. I think I liked 
Marcus Drav's contributions on HBHBHB. Yeah, as the as the big real fans call it. Yeah. Yeah, and the really really big fans call it. Hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's us. Really big fans of Florence and the Machine and Hubba, Hubba, Hubba. <laughs> oh, boy. Fantastic. I guess that's going to conclude this Backtracks. This is not our normal thing. If you like this, check out the full podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and it's spinitpod.com. If you're a fan of Florence and the Machine, we got a whole episode where we dive really deep into Florence and the Machine, play some factor spin, learn some really funky details about Florence and the Machine. And, and what she likes to smell. Yeah. And we break down the entire Hubba 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 album track by track, which we didn't do here on this one, mm-hmm. but go check it out. Yeah, that's episode 130. If you're looking, easy to find that way. And until next time we backtrack, keep Keep spinning. spinning. I can't believe we didn't come up with hubba 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 in the episode. I can't believe so either. (laughs) You see why I believe, like after hearing her belt some of this stuff out, that summer in New York, you understand why I thought she might need a new esophagus. Yeah. She just goes so hard. Like maybe she blew it out. I just, I could have seen it.